man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Thanks. <laughs> Help me get through this week. Yeah, this one. Let's ride. Oh, no, you did. Oh, my God. Nice. Late to work sports. 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 What up, world? Welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports, where we got no agendas and just raw sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray. What up, Ray, Ray? I was up, John. Oh, man, enjoying life. Uh, been a pretty good day today. Pretty good week, man. We got Thanksgiving coming up next week. Uh, so you're be- flying by. Yeah, be- before, we, uh, before we have Thanksgiving, we got to give thanks for our uh, special... Guest host, Mr. Salvario Silva. He came all the way from uh, Portugal to uh, to do the show. So, did I get that right? Am I, am I right, Silva? You got that about right. Hey! So, welcome to the show, Silva. You got to always I give you a little it. I appreciate uh, leeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, say what up, Silva. What's up, guys? I appreciate uh, the flight was pretty long. I want to say about <laughs> 10 hours. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> This dude, and by ten hours, I mean he literally worked with me today. Um, we had a pretty good a show, day. man. It was, it honestly was a long day. I'm just it, working with you. Oh, shut up, Ray. Uh, we got a pretty good show, man. We're gonna recap some NFL, some college football, some NBA. It's uh, it's gonna be a good one, man. So, you both y'all gentlemen, ready? We're ready. I'm buckled up. Oh, well, calm down. All right, then, let's get it. All right. This time, Ray Ray didn't take my line, so I appreciate that, Ray Ray. So, he beat we, me to it. <laughs> we had a pretty good week in uh, football, NFL, and uh, I'm going to have to say if I know anything, I do know that this year I cannot pick NFL games to save my life. However, I seem to be great at college football picks. So, there's that. Um, this week, Ray Ray, I'll go ahead and give you a nod. I'm pretty sure you're beating me at this point. You beat me by uh, one game. You went nine and five, and I went eight and six. So, uh, whatever. I'm doing better than the Bills. I'm over five hundred. Oh my god! Uh, not better than the Falcons, though. I don't think. Oh well. Uh, so let's go ahead and recap Week Ten. I think the Falcons are actually five and five. Who cares? <laughs> the season's over. Let's recap Week Ten, man. Uh, we're gonna go top to bottom, <laughs> gentlemen. And then we'll uh, we'll hit the headlines. So, hey, Thursday night we had the Panthers at the Browns. Excuse me, the Bears. What's the difference? Sometimes I don't know. Uh, honestly, man, it was the fight for the number one overall draft pick, and it was decided uh, through field goals as the Bears scored the only offensive touchdown to win sixteen to thirteen. Colts and Patriots. This game was in Germany, and uh, it ended with a few headlines, which we'll talk about later. As the Colts will win ten to six. Falcons and Cardinals, another week, another mediocre Falcons performance as the Cardinals will win this one 25-23 as time expires. Texans at the Bengals, two young great quarterbacks battled it out as they threw for over 700 passing yards combined. Shout out to Severo Silva saying take the over for both of these gentlemen. 
And uh, the Texans would end up winning this, man, as time expired with a field goal, 30-27. to 27. Packers and Steelers next at this point. Do the Steelers even have a QB or a wide receivers, or are they all just blockers? I don't know. No passing touchdown, but the Steelers still seem to win week in, week out. Don't ask me. It's uh, They won this one, man, 23-19. Texans at Buccaneers. Buccaneer Mayfield is back. And Will Levis is struggling to capture his game one swag as the Bucks win 20-6. The Browns, the correct Browns this time, at the Ravens. With over nine minutes left, the Ravens were up 14 points. <laughs> However, the Browns would win with a field goal as time expires, 13-31. I don't know if y'all are starting to see a trend here with uh, this field goal thing, but stand by. 49ers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one, 49ers, they're back. And they want everyone to know as they uh, they smashed the Jags that a lot of people thought were a pretty decent team. They smashed them 34-3. to So no field goal deciding there. Saints at Vikings. Josh Dobbs doesn't even know where the home field locker room is. Doesn't really matter because he does know how to operate that Vikings offense. Vikings win 27-19. to Lions at the Chargers. We had another shootout in this game as we would see two wide receivers go over 115 yards apiece. However, the Lions would go on to kick a field goal as time expires. NFL, you're going to need to write a better script. Giants at the Cowboys. Don't worry about last-minute field goals here. All you need to know is the Cowboys easily handled the Giants 49-17. Commanders at the Seahawks. The Commanders would tie the game up with less than one minute to go, but Jason Myers would kick a game-winning field goal as... Silva, time expires. Jets at the Raiders. Late in the game, the Jets would have a chance to win the game, but a late INT would pretty much ruin any chance. Raiders win 16-12. And that Monday night game, four turnovers would allow the Broncos to remain in this game. A last-minute P.I. call against them would see the Broncos line up to kick a field goal and win it as Ray Ray, time expired. I saw that one coming. I know, right? Like that's what I'm saying, man. They got they got to change the script writers. It seems to be the same dude writing every game. Just lazy. I I mean, they're still (laughs) on that writer strike, aren't they? They got to be. They got one dude writing them all, and he's just like all in the same. (laughs) So, uh. Yeah, gentlemen, we got some headlines from uh, from this week, so I'm going to kind of bounce it around and want to get y'all's thoughts. So uh, first off, I guess, since we just talked about it, let's go ahead and uh, rehash this one. The Broncos and Bills game, right? So my first question is, are the Broncos a legit playoff team? That's a big question here. So I'm going to ask, honestly, both of you gentlemen to kind of give your thoughts on this one. They're only one game out of the final AFC wildcard spot at four and five. And uh, you know I don't want to see Sean Payton make it. So, Ray Ray, what is your thoughts on this on this situation? So, from the beginning of the year, you know, we all thought the Broncos would do well and they did bad. And I think what we're at the point is we're getting past the growing pains. We've kind of all figured out probably the locker room's better. Sean Payton's probably rolling with people better. Love them or hate them. That's what it's looking like right now, that they're getting things figured out, that you know, they're they're able to hang in with who we thought were supposed to be juggernauts. And that at this point, I think they, they're a true contender. They have a chance. The defense doesn't look terrible, and Russell Wilson looks like he's not the MVP caliber he was, but he's more closer to the top of that bell curve 
before he started going down that bell curve. So he's somewhere back near the top, but he isn't back at the top. So I would not be surprised to see them squeak in. Okay, okay. Russell Wilson, I looked at it. I think it's QBR. No, it's passer rating. Passer rating QBR, one of them, but he's uh, actually in the top 10, which really threw me off. I was not expecting that. So, Silva, what's your thoughts on this, man? So I got to give it to the Broncos, man. Uh, when I was doing some bets this week, I definitely saw the Broncos defense in the last three games because I go off recent games. They've been up top. So because of that, I was honestly not debating it whatsoever. I took the under on Josh Allen, and it ended up paying off. So seeing in the future games, I think Patrick Sertan is a top 10 corner easily. Any team that trades for him will be lucky. So with that being said, I do think they are a playoff team. You're talking about... So, so you're talking about trading for next year? Like if he gets traded next year? Oh, yeah. He's definitely going to get traded next year. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Well, uh, then that, that brings us to the flip side then. What's up with Buffalo? I mean, they did everything they could to lose this game. Like I said, they had four turnovers. Two bad penalties late in the game cost them. And for any of y'all that didn't see that game, where it was texting me, they had a PI called on them. And I, I'm going to go ahead and give it to uh, to Jared... Uh, Judy, he, Jerry he's, Judy. Or Gary, he, he's Jerry. Yeah, man. Judy. What'd I say? Gary? I don't know. You're bad with names. It's already understood at this point, unless you're a new listener. <laughs> yeah, I am bad at names. I know who I'm talking about though, but yeah, yes. I'm bad at names. Well, at least, at least you old, know who you're talking about. Yeah. Old Judy, old Judy there. Uh, you know, freaking Steve Smith's favorite wide receiver. He, uh, he sold it, man. He sold that PI. I mean, big as can be. And uh, obviously, they do on the garbage time. Yeah, he didn't even try to make a catch. Uh, But he sold it anyways. And then they got down there, right? And uh, the Broncos missed their first field goal. So Bills win, right? Nope. The Bills had 12 men on the field. Broncos line up, kick the game winner. And now the Bills are currently sitting at 5 5. And they have the second hardest schedule left. So, Ray Ray, what's up with this team right now? Uh, so I saw a meme earlier today that said the Bills and 13 seconds left on the clock is one of the worst things for them. And it showed uh, where they <laughs> lost to the Chiefs, the New England Patriots, the Jags, and now and now the Broncos. In the last 13 also, seconds? Yeah, in the last 13 seconds of a game. I don't, oh Not this year, but God. just like that has been recent over the past. Yeah. Mm. I remember that. Yeah, and I do think your other issue is the Madden Cuff – the Madden cover curse might just be a real thing after all. Um, and Tom Brady might have been the only person who was able to beat that back with a stick and not care about it. Tom you know, Brady's. Yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen was on it. Now look at him. And then, uh, oh, so this is off topic, but on topic. Do you know who the 12th man on the field was when that happened? Mm, no. Josh Allen. I know it was DeMar Hamlin. No. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, the script writers couldn't have man. rid of it any better. Yeah, I mean, the I script know, writers had to do that. I mean, that's what they did. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Godly. Yeah, I think that's just what you have with, though, is uh, at the end of it, I really think you can chalk up the loss to just being outcoached. That, you know, they, they were ready to get out there, put out the field goal unit, and attempt to kick. And honestly, that might have been part of your hope, right, is that you'll catch them in a – shifting issue and they did 
you know, so I, I think you can just chalk up the end to just being outcoached as well. Yeah, I feel you on that, Ray Ray. So I will say a couple of things on the Buffalo. So with Buffalo, it was rough. It was rough. Definitely going to chalk it up to coaching. And Ray Ray, you can chime in on this. I don't know if you know, but the offensive coordinator got fired the morning after. I did. Did not you hear about that? that one? I did not. No. Yep. So the Bills made changes instantly. I don't know who's going to be coming back and taking over for the offensive coordinator for the Bills, but they needed to make that coach change and fast. So with the well, Buffalo, yep. I don't think this is an issue with Josh Allen. I don't think it's their wide receivers. I think their defense has a huge issue to blame this, but 100% coaching. Well, you know, Josh Allen's not innocent either. So he has thrown for five games in a row at least one interception and leads the league with 11 interceptions. That's mm-hmm. also true. Unfortunately, a lot of stuff falls on the quarterback position, even if it's a tip ball yeah. or, you well, know, a, a fumble. But it's just how it is. What is it? Heavy is the, the head that wears the crown. Yep. That's just the quarterback position. That's it. Well, next we got the Raiders and the Jets. Two teams. They're not the best. Uh, I mean, two big questions here, right? First off, we've seen the Raiders win two games in a row. Uh, they had only won three in their first eight prior to this. Antonio Pierce seems to have this team just—I mean—they're just kicking it, man. They're—they're—they're they're, they're ticking up the power rankings. They do have two hard opponents coming up here in Miami and KC. So here's the thing, right, Ray? Ray I want to kick this to you. Should the Raiders think about hiring Pierce? Since it seems the locker room loves this guy and how they are rolling. He's rolling with the same team that Josh Daniels couldn't get anything going. So does uh does the Raiders at least give Antonio Pierce a chance at the end of the season? Should they? I mean, what's it gonna hurt? I mean, how much worse or better can you do, right? I mean, with the way this is all a revolving door anyway, so nothing says I have to guarantee you anything when it comes to you can't do your job or do what's expected of you. It's not like we're Super Bowl contenders right now, and it's not like we're necessarily going to be next year. Or you could be. Plus, you're in Vegas. I mean, so why not take the gamble? You might as well. That's that's that would be on uh on brand at that point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's at least auditioning. He's got to be auditioning for the head coach job. So yeah. Well, uh, second then answer, and I'm gonna kick this one you to Silva. Why did the Jets stay with Zach Wilson? They could have gone after Josh Dobbs. They could have gone after Jameis Winston or, or even many other QBs. Why stay with Zach? It, it seems, right, they, the, I think this is out of the coach's hands based off some comments that he just said. So he was being asked, you know, why do you keep sticking with, with Zach Wilson? His exact words were, you got me. I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. Do they stick with Zach Wilson because they think they're going to stay in the hunt for, you know, and then Aaron Rodgers is going to come back in December like he's saying? Or what? What? Why stick with Zach Wilson? What's your thoughts, Silva? So my thoughts on this, man, is plain and simple. And that's the they've invested too much. You got to think. Zach Wilson was a second-round pick, right? Oh, yeah. First or second. Yeah, it's been a minute since I remember. So you have to understand they still think they have something. He's shown flashes that he can win games. And they want to give this man 
the full year to try to make sure that he is the guy or not the guy. Now, I'm sure fans around the world know and, know and understand he's not the guy. They've seen it, but then at the same time, when he does win that one game, the hopes come back. So it's just chalked up to they've invested too much, and I think this is his last year. I think he's just a placeholder at this point. So, Well, that rolls us into uh, this abysmal game with, with the Falcons and Kyler Murray and them. So Kyler Murray came back, and the Cardinals looked pretty good. Tight end Trey McBride had a great game. And uh, our Staff Sergeant Fowler, our boss, he was talking all about Trey McBride, and he went off. Too bad he was on Fowler's bench. But uh, he put up over 100 yards in the game, which is something that we haven't seen since November 12, 1989 by a tight end. So the question here, I'll kick this to you, uh, so what you think? Can can Kyler turn that team around that has been horrible, or do we understand that, hey, y'all paid him too much money, you need to cut ties, you need to upgrade other positions and try to grab a good rookie? Didn't Call of Duty just come out? <laughs> come on, man. No. Yeah, I mean, but it's practically a DLC as it is, so that might actually help him that's, out. That's true. This is Modern Warfare 2.5, so I will give yep. that to you. So that's probably why he won the game. But yeah. um, no, I don't see Kyler Murray turning it around. I think this was one of the worst deals besides the Sean Watson. So mm. at the end of the mm-hmm. day, I think Kyler Murray is just going to make this franchise worse I think they did a bad job Fair. trading Romeo Dobbs. I think Dobbs was turning that uh, franchise into somewhat hopeful because he's got a good story. Everybody loves jo- uh, Josh Dobbs or Romeo Dobbs? Josh jo- Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. I'm sorry. I'm terrible okay. with names too, like you're try- John. You're trying to give him a new nickname. Romeo's <laughs> new nickname. Lover boy. To, yeah, just going to try to get him to stick with something. <laughs> What's wrong with the Falcons, Ray Ray? I mean, it seems like each week that they just play. Okay, yeah, that's what I kind of have. Case of point. I mean, just just, at this. Look, man, new coach. We have the same idea. Go for it. Yeah, it it don't matter. We just could both be arguing back and forth and make no (laughs) difference. We're going to be saying the same thing differently. I think at this point, you get a new coach, you're always hopeful for him, right? Like, Mm -hmm. regardless, you always want him to do well. But at mm-hmm. this point, it's bad enough when you hear the announcers go, so Arthur Smith is going to run it on this one. And then sure enough, they run it on that one. Like, you know, if the announcer's predicting you and it's not Tony Romo, then there's an issue. <laughs> or Peyton Manning. Yeah, because some jokers just see it and they already know. They're like, yeah, this this is going to happen. And you just don't question it because they're right, I swear, 95% of the time. But I think at this point, Arthur Smith's the issue. And it's like we've talked about, you can't be a run-first team in such a pass-heavy game at this point. And I think part of the issue is, the tight ends aren't utilized how they should be. You put Kyle Pitts on any other team, and I think you just have, you know, maybe not the level of Travis Kelsey right now with how he is, but we would never know. I think what's going to happen is Kyle Pitts' first four years is going to be a great what if. You know, it's going to be one of your what ifs, especially if it goes on and succeeds somewhere else. So at the end of the day, the Falcons' issue is coaching. I think you trade him, but why he still got value? Uh, yeah, Arthur Smith, I agree. Trade Arthur Smith. He's got no value. Yeah. I'm talking about Kyle yeah. Pitts. Well, that's okay. You could you could trade him to Candyland or something. Get a Twix. He's something's got to give. I see you. I see you chomping into bits. Silva, what you got to say? So I gotta say one thing. I do have high hopes for uh, Kyle Pitts. I do hate how the Falcons are using him. He definitely does have that trade value. Don't we all? 
but I say at most second round pick, and that's pushing it. But go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, even still though, right now you're gonna let him sit there. You're using him for nothing. You're paying him, and you're gonna let him walk. And he's gonna go sign free agent with someone. You're gonna get nothing for him. Trade him while he's got value because if he gets hurt again, his value is gonna plummet because he's already been hurt once. He gets hurt again, that's it. You're trading him and you're getting a fourth or fifth round pick. So I say trade him right now while you can still got value. Obviously, we can't trade him now. The trade deadline's passed. But I say at the beginning of the next year, you try to get him moved. Or offseason, you trade him during the draft. you you got to do something while he's still got value, I, I think. We're not utilizing him, so might as well not waste our time and try to you know use it. Trade him, see if we do a package deal. Him and Arthur Smith for a second-round draft pick and a Twix. So, Well, on to the Texans. C.J. Stroud is a monster. Leads the NFL in passing yards per game. Uh, leads the NFL with least amount of turnovers thrown by a QB that has thrown at least five touchdowns. He's also the sixth best passer rating. My question here is to you, Ray Ray. C.J. Stroud is a clear-cut favorite for Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's doing some amazing things. Again, I, I, I think you and I called it. He was going to be the best uh, rookie quarterback this year. Yep. Is his name at least in the running for MVP right now? Or is it at least oh. getting close? If it's not in it right now, it, it has to be close. And, I mean, you just can't put up the numbers. Because at the end of the day, like we've always said, no matter who you play in the NFL, you're the top 1% of what you do. And uh, I know this is kind of rabbit trailing real quick. And they say, what is it? If you make it to your second contract, you're you're already better. You're like in the top 10% of that 1% or something like that because the majority of those guys don't get a second contract. But you're in your rookie year playing like a guy who seems like he's been in the league for a while. You're putting up ridiculous numbers. You're not making really any mistakes. And you're taking a franchise who everybody would agree was poverty for the past few years. I mean, even since... 2002, the only thing that's been interesting about him was J.J. Watt. And now you have this exciting quarterback who has turned the franchise around. So just based on that, I think his only issue why he's not in it, though, is just the star power name right now. Okay. So I think he, I think he's going to get rode out of the MVP race for that. Okay. All right. What do you think? Do you think he's a silver? Do you think he's at least... At least need, you, you, you can't pass up. You gotta at least try to throw his name in there. So I would not I would say no. And the reason why is because of the win column. When it comes to the NFL, especially the MVP race, it's all about the wins. And sadly, that's how it was last year. That's why Mahomes got it. Although some would argue that Jalen Hurts played better. I say had Jalen Hurts not got hurt, Jalen Hurts was, to me, clear-cut favorite to win it. When Jalen Hurts got hurt, that's what took him out of the running to me. It was that Patrick Mahomes had a, had a more complete resume at that point. Right. So, with that being said, I do think he's trending in the right direction. I can see if the Texans start pulling out more wins, he'll 100% be in the top three, or at least in the running for MVP. Well, let me put it this. Let me throw this one out because obviously MVP. Just so, just so everybody out there is kind of curious, uh, MVPs. If we're talking about it, it, is a league award. Obviously, the best team in the league right now are the Philadelphia Eagles, and they've only lost one game. Right, the Texans are five and four, so it's only three games less. It's not huge. It's not far off. If he gets it within two, maybe even three games, 
You know, I mean, they're 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 close. They're they're at four. They're five and four. But to say if they finish, if the Eagles finish at you know sixteen and one, fifteen and two, but the Texans finish at you know three three less wins or something, I can still see C.J. Stroud taking it over Mahomes and them if his numbers keep trending the way they're going. Because if y'all remember correctly, he he didn't start off horrible to start out, but he in the past few weeks has been a whole new monster. If he keeps that rhythm up, I don't understand. Even if they, even if they never won another game, how can you not say that dude? I mean, if that dude keeps those numbers up, he's they're winning a championship on any other team almost, except for the I mean, uh, except for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, Silva's not wrong though. the The MVP is no different than the Heisman. It just goes to the best player on the best team, typically. Yep. Typically, yep. So, well, uh, since we're talking about MVP, let's roll into the 49ers. and I know that there's been a lot of discussion here about. Uh, my man yeah, Brock, really wrong. really wrong on this game. <laughs> uh, about my man Brock and stuff like that. So first off, the 49ers completely destroyed the Jags, a team that many considered to be in the top ten. I think uh, a lot of them I seen was like six and seven, best mm-hmm. team in the NFL. San Fran looks like they are back to their old form with everyone coming back from injury, and pretty he looked like that solid quarterback, system quarterback or not, that we've seen so far this year, right? So, Silva, I'm going to throw this one to you. Are the 49ers back, or was that week a fluke? What do you think? I mean, they beat a very good team. I'm going to answer your question with another question. How long can they stay healthy? That's the thing, right? The 49ers, they've invested so much to their starting lineup. They've invested so much. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying, right, is – the 49ers, yes, they're back because they're healthy. But how long can they stay healthy? You cannot gamble on healthy. Yeah, I'd never play string. with another man's health. I don't know who their second string is. Trey Lance is gone. So I don't know who their second string is. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. That's what he's getting at. It's like yeah. we spent all our money on the first string. We can't, we can't afford to well, lose that, one guy. Then they just got Trace Young. I mean, if they stay healthy, they're, they're, oh, they are. Yeah. I think they're gambling. I mean, you got to be. You've got to be. you Kyle Shanahan. You've lost two very close Super Bowls almost back-to-back. I think they were back-to-back. Like, I mean, you've you, well, you got to. Sack brothers. Yeah, but now you've got Bosa and Chase Young on either side of each other. On Bosa, yeah. That's, that's a dirty combination. So we'll see how this one plays out, man. I. I, I think that they are back in their form. Um, I think the 49ers, I still think the 49ers are, when everybody's healthy on every team, I think the 49ers is the top team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But again, like Silva said, football's not played on paper. Football's played on the field. If you can't stay healthy, that's it. Last year when they played the, the Eagles, I thought they were the better complete team. But we seen injury creep in, and that was it, man. Game over. So... You know, it's just one of them things. Sometimes, sometimes uh, you don't have to be the best team. You got to be the healthiest team. You got to be the team that makes the right play at the right time. Just that's hey, that's the love of sports. That's why I can't never get it right week in, week out. So that leads us uh, to this next one, man. My number two team last week, and if you see my power rankings on our website, they've dropped to number three. The Ravens were upset by the Browns this week, which hurts them in the first seed spot because they were right there neck and neck with KC. But they're still leading the AFC North. It is only a one-game uh, difference now, so they're gonna need to get it together. You know, a two-game losing streak could see them in literally last place in a tight race. I mean, 
they're only two games ahead of the fourth place in in AFC North. So that's not not a very comfortable seat, you know what I mean? With uh with all that being said, man, I think the Browns have a nasty defense. Even allowing 31 points this week, I had them in fantasy football and they still put up double digit numbers, I believe it was for me. I mean, it was good, you know. So, Ray Ray, are first off, I guess I got to ask uh are they a legit threat? You know, are the Ravens a legit threat? And are the Browns a legit threat? You know what I mean? Because we talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. We talk about the Chiefs, the Dolphins. In the AFC right now, the big threats everybody has to think about is KC. Can the Ravens and even the Browns, are either one of them a threat to KC's you know, hold on the, on the AFC? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say so. They might be, I think the Ravens would be more of a threat because it seems to be a more complete team. Obviously, they're more offensive-minded and defensive-minded. Um, and, and, and as we've seen, the defense went at the championships. So that's a true saying for a reason. However, when you flip the script onto the Browns, their offense is struggling. It just isn't, doesn't seem to be the best that it could be, even with a quarterback that's being paid out the wazoo. And the only time we've ever seen a defense actually win the entire season was that Ravens defense where uh forget we talked about the statistics on it oh Trent Dilfer and how absolutely stupid it was that basically you could have just had a kicker kick your field goals with that defense and still would have won you're not going to see that again so that would be a reason why I wouldn't say the Browns are a legitimate threat I would just say that they're good to just keep you out of the their threat is they're good enough to keep you out of going to the party they're just going to make sure you don't make it there. Whereas the <laughs> Ravens will be sure you don't get there, and they'll be the one taking your ticket to go to the dance. The Browns are just going to rip it up. Okay, okay, well. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense to you. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ravens are the more complete team and could go deeper, and the Browns are the guy that uh, wants to spoil the prom. May not win prom yeah, king, much. prom yeah. queen, but they want to spoil it. So I got it. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, uh, let's speak of prom king. We got to talk about Josh Dobbs then. The Phil good story how can you not pull for this man man how can you not pull for him right yeah they all ask or not i mean uh, silver can he keep this up has kirk cousins lost his home in minnesota i mean the falcons hey you better take notice you pass on this man so if kirk cousins lost his home you know i mean falcons think about signing this man like seriously we need something at the quarterback position what's up with dobbs silver so i am on the josh dobbs hype train I picked him up in fantasy. Although my fantasy Although my fantasy team is four and six. (laughs) They're rough right now. You you bet to be four and seven. It's about to be four and seven, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But uh Josh Dobbs, (laughs) he put up twenty seven points last week. And I'm pretty sure like nineteen to twenty of those points was at the first half. No, he was in twenty points in the first half. Believe me, because I was playing you in fantasy football and I was panicking. I got you. I thought point. Josh Dobbs was going to drop a 40. I did too. <laughs> so, yes, Josh Dobbs, 100%. I feel like he's going to have a home in the NFL next year, whether that's as a backup, but he is making a clear cut story right now to be the franchise quarterback mm. for another team. Once he has a full year under his belt and he's able to show them, hey, I learned your playbook. This is what I got to show you. This is my resume. Sign me. 
You know, I like me a little boot scoop boogie on my quarterback. So, uh, Josh Dobbs, hey, if, uh, if Minnesota doesn't want to give you a home, the Falcons will. We'll, uh, we'll trade him Arthur Smith or something. I don't know. So, so uh, I, I don't think he's going to be much anything next year, and I'll tell you all why. Oh, so, oh, so I think he's just this year's Cinderella player. And what I'm getting at was when Nick Foles had his year where he won for the Eagles and did all his jazz, fell off completely. Didn't really ever compete again to the same level. Garner Minshew had the Minshew Mania year, uh, and ever since then he has just been a solid backup still. And now you have Josh Dobbs who has just come in and is really playing the same fiddle just on a different team. There was another thing I saw that, was it Kyle Trask when he was the starter for the Jags? I think it was Trask. I can't remember who it was, but the three quarterbacks underneath him were all three people I just named. So I think this is just this year's, like, guy who wants to come in and show out and last year you could also say that was uh the man who didn't write back because how's seattle doing this year <laughs> you know what's funny and i wish you could have seen i was literally Silva and i were literally laughing because today in my office we were talking about josh dobbs and uh i said you know what i want to pull for him but i i can't be sure that he's for real yet because mm-hmm. think about it man we've seen this great things Think about Nick Foles and what he did. He was great and then nothing. Mm. Think about Gardner Minshew. He was great and nothing. I literally used that exact same thing. So Silva and me were just looking at each other laughing because I was like, that's yeah. the exact same thing I threw out. Yeah, this wasn't set up for you to fail on that, Silva. It wasn't. We didn't talk about it beforehand. <laughs> no, this man's listening in the office. So listen here, guys. I will say this. I understand how everybody's all skeptical about Josh Dobbs. However... <laughs> What I want to say about this man is, all I want to say about this man is, is that when those teams, so prime example, Nick Foles, right? He got traded from the Eagles. What Does anybody know the first team that he went to after the Eagles? Nick Foles, Colts. Colts. It's a brand new, different offense. Now some could say he was a system quarterback because with the Eagles system, he was phenomenal. And then went to the Colts. And he became a bum. So, as long as Josh Dobbs stays with this team, I feel like he will be successful. You could also say there's not enough film on him for people to know how to counter him at quarterback yet, too. God, Lee, I swear you were in my office. I literally said that after I named both those quarterbacks. <laughs> literally, we had Staff Sergeant Weems come down in there, and I brought that up, and he was like, good point. Literally, I swear you're in my office today. So you're living, We're living in each other's heads a little too much. Oh, Jesus. All right, let's move forward. Hey, so we all saw Will Levis come out and dice up the Falcons defense, who were in the top 10 defense at that point. Right? May they rest in peace. Yeah. Well, since then, he's had a rough go at it. What's going on here? You know, uh, is he really going to replace Tannehill, or was this just a flash in the, in the pan? Like, what's going on here, Ray Ray? I, I don't know, man. I was never a big Will Levis guy. It is neat, though, the how he cracked up about the his revenge tour starts now kind of thing. I think he might have used a Fallen's mojo in one go. <laughs> and uh, the Falcons have just proved to be that team, though, right now. I mean, mm-hmm. right now, right, he year in, year out. For, the, for, for this, well, no, right now, this year, because we had him come in, diced us up. Then, what was it? Josh Dobbs came yeah. in. Dice to sell. It's just like all these people. It's like, hey, you want a chance? Don't forget Kyra Murray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally came back. Dice us up. 
So at this point, y'all want to keep talking about trades. I think it's really the Falcons are just, I think Arthur Smith is just tanking at this point for a QB. <laughs> With uh, the, I, I know I just jumped guns here, but I think that's the only reason why Will Levis had a good time is because Arthur's like, eh, well, we can take a loss. <laughs> well, uh, since we're on the uh, road about quarterbacks, let's go, uh, let's roll into the, the Patriots game. I don't know if y'all gentlemen saw that, but uh, late in the Patriots game, man, we saw Mac Jones throw a pick. Well, the Patriots would get the ball back, and obviously their offense would go back out there. However, this time, they were led by Bailey Zappi. And obviously, like, whoa, what's going on? You know, Mac Jones sitting on the bench. Well, long story short, Bailey Zappi ended up throwing an interception, too. I think he was like three of seven in the pick or something like that. Not great numbers, but here's my question to you, Silva. Is the writing on the wall for Mac Jones? I mean, I, I think he's most definitely out of New Orleans. Excuse me, New England. But I, I just, I honestly feel like there was not a, it wasn't a good situation for him. I mean, you're you're replacing the most successful QB in NFL history somewhere where it has been said multiple times that they're not good at molding young players. The, the Patriots are great at bringing old heads in and doing phenomenal with them. But molding players, they've never been really good with that. So, you know, is is Mac Jones just not it? Is he going to get another chance somewhere? Is he going to stay with the Patriots? What do you think, Silva? So I'm going to chalk this up as the Patriots just don't know how to draft wide receivers. And it's sad to say, but Mac Jones does have some type of talent. He did lead the league at one point last year. I know it's last year, but he did lead the league in completions, uh, completion percentage. And SEC uh, record for that. Yeah, exactly. So, with that being said, would Jalen Hurts, would uh, any other quarterback who's in the top five right now be as good as they are without their top wide receivers? And the answer is no. Josh Allen wouldn't be good without Stephon Diggs. Mm. Tua would not be good without Tyreek. Jalen mm. would not be good without AJ Brown. Everyone needs their safety blanket. And sadly, Mac Jones does not have one. So I think the Patriots need to get a new front office, get a brand new wide receiver in there, maybe trade up for uh, my man from Ohio State, Harrison Jr., and watch Mac Jones cook. Golly, what a monster if they had a. Yeah, well, there is talk, since you brought that up, and not to jump in, but there is talk that uh, Bill Belichick is out next year, and he's going somewhere else, and there's speculating left and right. I think Bill he, Bill's going to play, or at least, excuse me, coach. He's going to coach until he either breaks that record or dies. He just I think, needs to come off the uh, – He just needs didn't to they, uh, needs to come off the GM level of stuff. Ray Ray, confirm me or not, didn't they extend his contract – for two and a half years? Yes, I think Bill, but the the thing I saw is that when they're talking about getting rid of his actual decision making, like when it comes to who to draft and everything, that it's pretty much just going to be shut up and coach. I mean, that's what he needs to do. I mean, yeah. You, you got to change man, something. You got to change something. Yeah. They haven't been in the playoffs since, uh, since I think, I think it's been three years Mac now. Jones just three has years. to win 81 home games in a row. And he will be tied, okay, with Tom Brady on wins and losses in Gillette. 
That's all he's got. He's already got the 13 losses. He's, he's, already got, he's just got to win 81 at home. Okay. And then he's got <laughs> all right. Well, that should be an easy feat. I mean, you've already got the yeah. same amount of losses Tom Brady's ever had. Now yeah. you just need to easy. get the wins. Easy day. Uh, yeah. Only 13 losses in Gillette. So, I mean, mm. he's there. He's tied there. He's got a chance. Oh, Jesus. Well, uh, well, let's. That kind of wraps up week 10, then, gentlemen. Uh, if you want to roll in, we'll quickly roll through our week 11 picks and uh, see where kind of where we all stand. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Let's do it. And, and what this will do for you. <laughs> so, all right. We got uh, the Bengals at the Ravens, and this is a tough game for me, but I think the Ravens bounce back, and, and it's hard to pick the away team to win this close matchup. Joe Cool is able to play up to whatever level is put in front of him. But in the end, I'm going to go with the home team. Ravens win a close battle. Silva, who you got? So, Bengals at Ravens. I think my man Lamar Jackson is going to pull it out, get the W. The Ravens' defense is still the real deal. It was a division matchup against the Browns. I think they claw it back, and they beat the Bengals. Yeah, I hope so, too. That means that Lamar's going to put up enough points for me to beat you. So, yeah, I'm I'm on board with that one, too. All right. Next, we got uh, Steelers at the Browns. Robert, who do you got? Oh, man. It's, uh, is this one even worth watching? You know what? I'm just, for the sake of it, I'm just going to say that Kenny Pickett's just going to have a, uh, he's going to have a game. So I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one. All right. Silva, who you got? I still got the Browns on this. I don't have faith in Deshaun Watson. I have faith in that defense. Oh, wait. Deshaun Watson's hurt. So he just played last week. Did he get hurt? I, I think he's. I think he he's playing. Uh, I, don't, I haven't heard that he's, he's not playing him. yet. Who knows? Actually, he's milking everything. everything. Either way, Browns. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Steelers. They do have a great defense. Browns have a great defense and a good offense. Steelers can't keep up with that Browns offense. So I got Browns winning this one as well. So Cardinals and Texans. Silva, who you got? I think the Cardinals are going to make a tough for the Texans. However, it's Call of Duty season. I think the Texans take this. Oh, my God. So, uh, Cardinals did just win with Kyler being back, but they beat, I mean, they barely beat a Falcon team with an offense that was not good. Let's just be honest. Texans have too much firepower, especially right now for the Cardinals, so Texans win this one. Ray Ray? I'm going to say uh, Texans win by 24. Ooh, okay. Oh, man. I'll take that bet. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> All right, next we got Titans and a Jets. half in there. 23 and a half for you there, so. <laughs> there you uh, Next we got uh, Titans and the Jaguars. Uh, Will Levis, man, he looked good in his first week, and since then he struggled to win anything. The Jaguars did just get demolished by the 49ers, but uh, – I don't think the Titans are the same caliber as the 49ers. So, to me, Jags bounce back and win this one. Ray Ray, who you got? Yeah, I think the clouds will roll away and it'll sunshine on through. I figured. Silva? I think the Titans are tanking. I got Jags. I I can say that. Also can't tighten up anymore. I told you that. (laughs) Cordova's barely even wanting to tighten up anymore. He texted me. R.I.P. Cordova. I know uh, you and I aren't even wanting to rise up anymore. <laughs> I'm not even wanting to rise up anymore. I'm trying to say, what's that? What do they say? Uh, who, who day? Who day? That's what the uh, that's what the Bengals say. That's what it's going to be me from now. On. Who day? Who dat is the is the Saints? We don't say who dat. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, we, we, ain't, we, ain't, we, we ain't about that life. We day. 
So uh, after that, we got the Raiders at the He's Dolphins. Still- I mean, I'm going to ask y'all, gentlemen, but if you say anything other than the Dolphins, I don't know what to think. Uh, fins up. All right. Yep, fins up. Very well, that was easy. All right, uh, next we got Cowboys at the Panthers. Again, if you put your personal feelings aside, gentlemen, you will see the Panthers cannot keep up with the Cowboys. So I have the Cowboys winning. Who do y'all got? Go ahead, Ray Ray, you go. I guess we damn boys. Yep, I I hate the Cowboys, but I they also have not really lost besides to the Cardinals to anyone under five hundred. So yeah, I think I'm gonna have to taken. give it to the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, they've yeah. already had that one like what the heck kind of football game this year. I think they're overrated, but uh, not not so much that, that the overrated. Panthers are going to beat them. All right, again, here's another one, gentlemen. Uh, Bears at Lions. I, do we even need to speak? It's the Bears. Lions win. Silva. I'm also going to have to go with the Lions, just solely based on duh Bears. Duh Bears. Yeah, I I concur. All right, Lions for all three of us. Good. Sorry, sorry, Presley. Just mute this part. Uh, next, we got the Chargers at the Packers. Based off what we saw last week, I feel the Chargers are playing much better ball than they have been playing up to this point. Packers look better too, but not as good as the Chargers. So to me, Bolts are going to win this one. Ray Ray, who you they got? Do. The Chargers are due. I can't. Pull, I told you I can't pull for the Packers. Bolts got it. I also have to go with the Chargers just solely based on who do the Packers even have anymore? I can't. That's a good question. It's Chargers. Brett Favor is still there, right? He he unretired again, didn't he? He must have. Okay, very well. So uh so in the famous words of Arnold, Go Chargers go. All right, next we got uh <laughs> I love that bro. That quote never gets old. Uh, uh I should have played that meme over the mic. Next we got uh Giants at the Commanders. Ray Ray, who you got? I think we all agree on this one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's commanders. <laughs> yeah, the Giants are also tanking, so uh commanders. Yeah. If they're trying to get rid of. They're gonna see what they can do to get rid of Danny Dimes. <laughs> I mean, the greatest. Fin- that's the greatest finesse of the year. I was thinking that when uh, when we said that. Yeah, I got the Commanders too, man. The Commanders look like they are a team that is getting better, and honestly, their passing attack's not horrible. So the Giants. Uh, I mean, I don't even want to watch their football anymore. You know, my dad a, was a Giants fan for years, and I'm like, how are the Giants doing? He goes, I don't know. They suck. So there's that. Uh, Broncos. Excuse me. Same difference, I guess. Buccaneers at 49ers. I feel this game could be close, gentlemen, but you never know which Tampa team is going to take the field. It's kind of like the Falcons. You just don't know what you're going to get, right? It's like a mystery bag. More often than not, though, they don't look good. So, again, I said the 49ers are back. So, 49ers it is. Ray Ray, who you got? I might have to go with the home team. I just don't see 49ers losing in San Fran. All right. Silva? So, I also got the 49ers. They're healthy. They look good. They're going to take it. All right. Well, another team that here's two teams that do not look good. Jets at the Bills. Ray Ray. I'm going to go with another upset. I'm going with the Jets here. Ooh, the Jets. Okay. Silva? So I'm actually going to go with this upset as well, and I will take the Jets. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Both of y'all are wrong. The Bills are going to win. They have looked rough, but. Who's the starting quarterback for the Jets? The the head coach is pleading the fifth, so let's just be honest here. Uh, I mean, even them throwing four interceptions, they've still barely lost. They had to give them two penalties at the end for the Broncos to win. The Jets are not the Broncos, 
for the Jets, I think. Don't they have a worse record than the Broncos? Like, come on, man. Bills win this one, guys. That's okay. They got Rodgers on the sideline to do some ayahuasca with everybody and get them through it. Oh, Let's not forget the Bills have a new OC. Mm. Or they will have and a new OC the, by the game. And the Madden so, curl. Yep. It doesn't matter. Josh Allen is going to be the OC. Just understand that. So <laughs> right. I'll be sure I text you during Sunday. Oh, good to go. Good to go. Seahawks at Rams. Silva, who you got? So I will have to take this to the Seahawks. I think they're just all in all the better team offensive-wise. I don't know why the Rams are doing what they're doing right now. They're losing games. Yes, I know they have Puka. Yes, I know they have Cup. But I'm sorry. The Seahawks, with their running back tandem, with their wide receivers, Tyler Lockett is starting to come into form. I have him on my fantasy team. I know he's doing good. So I say the Seahawks take this. Ray Ray, is this man crazy or what? No, I mean, it's not It's not bad. I have the same logic. What do you mean? He said he's on his fantasy team. I say the same thing to, to call him crazy instead oh admit God. that I'm crazy. So you got the Seahawks too? No, I'm still picking the Rams. I don't have anybody in the Seahawks. <laughs> All right. So the man's crazy. Not the logic, but the reason – not the reason that he picked him, but, but uh, the fact that he thinks they're going to win. Yeah. Hey – you know, your boys can have, have they can have good fantasy teams and still lose. I know Joe Burrow did it for me last week, but Rams win this one. Puka is the man. He does have hey, just so y'all are aware, and Silva's gonna be like, "Told ya." Puka does have a uh, messed up knee that he sustained, um, not last week, obviously, because they're on the bye with the week before that, so could be an issue. Cup's been a little slow to start, but I, I'm still gonna give it to the Rams. So. We got the Vikings at the Broncos next. Three weeks ago, I would have said this would have been a close game. Then a Lone Ranger came into town. That Lone Ranger goes by the name of Josh Dobbs, and he is doing Josh Dobbs things. Vikings win this one. Ray Ray, who you got? Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh, you nasty little creature. Silva? So I know everybody's been listening. I've been hyping up Josh Dobbs, and with all due respect, I fear the Broncos' defense. I know they got let up 70 by the Dolphins earlier, but they're finally coming to form. Broncos takes this. We do say I, that uh, in the football a lot. Hey, that, that second-half team of the season finally comes in. Sometimes you finally start clicking. I'm going to be texting both of y'all during the Sunday mm-hmm. and be like, y'all suck. That's fine. I don't know why you called him a Lone Ranger instead of the Pastronaut or an Astronaut or whatever. I mean, like... I wanted to call him Zorro. I thought about Zorro, but... Yeah. Uh, you could have called him Buzz Lightyear. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Hey, sorry, I missed my cue, okay? Jeez. Yeah. Hey. He would have had Ranger. He would have been a Space Ranger. Bald. Uh, I mean, he would have had all of it. Could be Mr. Clean. What? Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Presley's Mr. Clean. You know better. That's true. We got a final game... And uh, honestly, man, it's a, it's an exciting game and one that I'm sure everybody's going to be really watching because it is deciding uh, – to me, to me, it's deciding the number one pick mm. or the number one uh, seed for the AFC, and that is the Monday night game against the Eagles and Chiefs. Silva, I know you're a bandwagon Eagles fan, so there's really no point of asking who you're going to pick. But for the just for the sake of the show, who are you going to pick, Silva? So I'm going with the upset. Because obviously the Chiefs are favorites, so the upset would be the Eagles. But uh, there is some logic to this pick. 
Besides you being a fan? Besides me being a fan. Oh, okay. So the Chiefs right now, it's this is going to be all based on whether they can catch the ball. We've oh. seen the wide receivers drop passes, and not to mention if Taylor Swift is going to be there. I'm glad you said that matters. It statistically it matters now. It is relevant. It has been proven that Travis Kelsey does better with her in attendance. I hate both of y'all for bringing her. It, it no, it is proven. the The math is mathing, John. You can't be mad at it now. She's not just a random person. The math maths. Who do you have? <laughs> huh? That's gonna be a tie. I don't know. Uh, Chiefs. Okay, well, I have the Eagles because I think the Eagles are number I'm, one team right now. I'm gambling on T Swizzle being in attendance. Oh my god! I think it's gonna be a shootout though, but I think uh, it's, and I think it could be close. But the Eagles just seem to always find ways to win, so I, it's hard for me to pull against them when every week they seem to find a way to win. So I got oh, the yeah, Eagles. That's true. So all right, gentlemen, we'll see how this one ages. Hopefully, hopefully, well. So. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and kick it over to Austin, roll into our NBA recap for the week, and then uh, then we'll roll into college football. So, hey, Austin, you got it, man. What's up, guys? Back at it again with another weekly NBA recap. Now, the past week hasn't been too eventful, but nonetheless, we have some stuff to talk about. Starting off with something more recent, the Warriors and T-Wolves seemed to get into a little scuffle last night when they played each other. Now the game had just recently began with less than two minutes of play when Jaden McDaniels looked like he had grabbed Clay and pulled him for unknown reasons. Now the teams had just recently played each other a few days ago when Draymond and Ant had gotten to a little scuffle with themselves after Draymond had fouled him on a layup attempt and Ant really didn't like that. Draymond of course talks back and Ant eventually put him in his place at the game, winning and everything. But after all the pulling and shoving in this more recent game, McDaniels and Clay uh, both got ejected and while that was going on, Draymond comes out of absolutely nowhere and puts Rudy Gobert into a headlock. Now I'm not very sure why Draymond did this. Could have been past beef because I know they have had words in the past. But their coach, Steve Kerr, said that he was just protecting Clay. But in my eyes, it didn't seem that Rudy was a threat to Clay or he was going to do anything to him. But anyways, Draymond, Clay, and McDaniels all did get ejected from the game with less than two minutes of play. So they were out with uh, Draymond, Clay, and I'm not even sure if Curry played or not. I didn't watch the game fully. I just saw that clip. But in other news, Kelly Oubre was hit by a car in Philadelphia this past week. His injuries aren't too significant. He will miss a lot of time because, well, he did get hit by a car in the end. Um, But for him, luckily, it was just some uh, broken ribs and a few cuts and bruises. Hopefully, he'll have a speedy recovery and come back to playing soon. Now, speaking of Philly, we'll stay on that topic. Tyrese Maxey is having an absolute breakout season, and he's definitely a top 10 point guard in the league this season right now. And what he's doing for the 76ers is just incredible. He's averaging 28.4 points, 7 assists, and 5.3 blocks, all career highs for him, by the way, while on 49.3% field goal shooting, 42.9% three-point shooting, and 49 from the line. Now, if you ask me, that's just some great numbers from him. He's still very, very young. He looks like he's going to be a very promising player. I'm really hoping he develops into a great point guard. Um, I love watching him play. He's 
obviously very talented. But now on to Jokic, one of my more favorite players. I love talking about him. He's just uh, a freak to watch right now, what he's doing in the league. So far this season, he's averaging 30 points, fourth in the league, 13.9 rebounds, which is first in the league, and 8.4 assists, which is fourth in the league. He's also shooting 57.9% from the field, which is pretty dang good if you ask me. Now the other night, they played against the Rockets and Jokic had a 36, 21, and 11 triple-double in a loss. But other than that, Jokic is looking like he's having another MVP kind of season, hoping to see where this goes for him. Honestly, hoping he gets the MVP because I thought he should have deserved it last year, but we'll move on from that. We're coming to an end here for today, but I quickly wanted to talk about the Alex Caruso trade talk. Now, the Bulls have made talk about getting rid of some other stars and starting a rebuild and whether or not that happens or not Alex Crusoe is expected to be made available soon and if so the Heat have made word that they will want to be first in line to offer him a contract personally I don't know where I would like to see him go uh, I haven't really thought about it too much because he isn't even available yet so I didn't really want to get my hopes up too well of course I'd love to see him come to Atlanta he's a great player and uh, Atlanta's my team so I'd love to see him go there let me know where you guys want to see him go. That's it this week. I hope we can come back next week and talk about more basketball. And until then, peace. All right, man. Appreciate that recap, Austin. Uh, it's always a good one, man. So Yeah, I can't keep up with how many games happen in a week like that. I can barely keep up when we do this once a week on games that only happen once a week. Yeah, Austin's I'll good forget. with it, man. I, that's why I can't keep up with soccer or like even I love baseball, but sometimes I blink about. Oh yeah, that's right. We just lost. Another, there goes like six games. I just missed two stints. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man. it's true, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, yeah, you uh, blink. You're like baseball's long as heck, but you're like, how the hell are we mid season already? Dude, yeah, I feel like it just started, and then uh, now we're already <laughs> in the World Series done. So, well, basketball well, just started. We're like what ten games in? At least I don't know. I think yeah. they're four games in. No, they're past that. They're doing. Are they? I don't know. They're doing this in-season tournament thing, and to be honest with you, I've hated it so bad that I did not bother to figure out how it's going to play. And that's why we have Austin to take care of it. <laughs> All right. Well, you know who we got to take care of the college football part. Well, should I? Shall I go ahead then? That's the, right. What time? With what time we have remaining? I just ramble off. All right. <laughs> go take it, man. You got so, it. I won't bark for you. I know the, some people will be upset with that one. Someone wants to hear you bark. I do want to hear you bark. You do? Okay. Well, yes, it's sir. only when someone else says it. I don't. I don't bark when I say it. <laughs> oh my god! He wants to hear you say All right, go so dogs. We're going to go ahead and talk about them dogs. <laughs> go dogs! <laughs> oh my god! What is the sound of eating the mic every time? <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, now that I'm blowing everybody's eardrums out. Welcome back. Oh all right. Oh, man. All right, so we have the dogs running all over Ole Miss, and I will say that one friend of mine was absolutely right about Ole Miss. There's nothing special about them, and there's nothing to worry about, and that's why he has absolutely no memes in their favor. <laughs> They've had a great year, but they finally ran into a brick wall. And uh, that was more than shown by how lopsided the matchup truly was. Georgia had a total of 611 yards to Old Miss's 352. 
And you know it's bad when a running back is averaging 14.1 yards a carry against you. And then your quarterback that you're facing is averaging 12 yards a pass against you. Brock Bowers would make his return. He would play a little bit of a different role. He wasn't targeted as much. But that being said, he still had three receptions, 34 yards, and a touchdown. John, I'll get off my soapbox about talking about Georgia. Last thing I have to say, though, is even Lane Kiffin said it best. You just can't beat a team who averages a first down every play. Georgia would go on to win 52-17. to Shifting over for Tyler, FSU and Miami would have a shootout going blow for blow, but ultimately FSU would manage to hold it together and walk away with a 27-20 victory. Mm. So we're, we're, we're two for two so far, I believe. Or did uh, I pick yeah. Miami to upset? I think I picked Miami to upset, didn't I? I'm one, I was one for one. I think you did. I think you did. Yep, sure did. Anyway, Washington battles it out with Utah. They, too, would go back and forth. In fact, Utah would have the lead going to the second half, but you can't win a game of football if you can't score with the last two quarters. Utah <laughs> goes into the half at 28, and they'd leave the game with 28. Ooh. And Utah did have a chance to win it. John, I know you wrote that article about it, so to kind of toss out there that you're doing the articles pretty well and that you know, why don't you go ahead and tell us what happened. Yeah, so uh, so like you said, man, they, they was a close game. Um, Utah throws an interception, right? And uh, they have an issue with the quarterback. Throw an interception. This dude catches it. Linebacker, I believe it was, and wide open, man. Takes it all the way. He's running wide open. Easy pick six. And he gets excited. And right before he steps in the end zone, what does he do? He makes that fatal mistake of not making sure you're in the end zone. It's 10 yards, big dog. He made sure he wasn't in it. He throws the ball down by his side, throws his hands up and celebrates. Look at me. Well, good job, man. The ball sits on the field. Players run by it. Both teams run by it. And then this big offensive lineman who's finally made it down the field jumps on the ball. So what happens? It's a fumble recovery. But not only is it a fumble recovery, but it was an interception and then a fumble. Therefore, it was a whole new set of downs. Now, they would go, Washington would go to force a safety the very next play and get the ball back. But instead of having seven extra points, you had two. And they were down by just the score Utah was all the way through the game because of that. Crazy. So other other things could have took place for Utah not to lose, but ultimately they would. Washington managed to walk away with a victory of 35-28. to 28. USC takes another loss to Bo Nix and those Oregon Duckies. Uh, he would have a fun time as he would throw for 412 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you're surprised I'm saying good things about Bo Nix, but I'll give credit where credit's due. That way I can hate the rest of the time. Ducks would go on to win 36-27. to 27. This is relevant to me because at this point, I think if Caleb is smart, he just goes to the draft. He doesn't stay at the school that he's at. I think he can only hurt himself. He doesn't have a good supporting cast around him. He can't win games without a good defense who just gives up every touchdown. And at this point, I think you just chance getting hurt over anything else. I'll start wrapping up this week. It was long. There's a lot of going on. This is all just the top 25 games. And it was a lot of close shootouts. Texas is able to keep their Longhorns on. They don't get cut off by TCU as they managed to win 29 to 26. Missouri had no time to lick their wounds. They did not care to. Instead, they focused on beating up this week's opponent as they dismantled Tennessee 36-7. I'm pretty sure Malone broke every table that was in his house and probably had to replace a few windows. (laughs) The self-proclaimed champions from years past UCF will be relevant in the news for the first time in a while as they don't only beat Oklahoma, 
State, but make them want to go home at halftime as they win this one 45-3. Ugh! That three points also came in the third quarter, so you know that's why they wanted to go home. Texas Tech will tell Kansas, hey, we might be 4-5, and five, but 5-5 five and five gets us close to being bowl eligible. They'd go and win 16-13. to 13. And uh, no, that, that's not a real quote, just in case you're curious. But I'm sure some kid probably said that, so there's a quote out there somewhere. <laughs> North Carolina's supposed to be a powerhouse. Duke's supposed to be flopping. But that wouldn't stop us from going not just into four quarters, but double overtime, where Carolina is able to fend off Duke and win 47-45. to 45. And then uh, just, just for the sake of it, because they were relevant early, we'll, we'll throw them out here now as they seem to cool off. Colorado falls to 1-6 in the Pac-12 as they lose to Arizona, who is heating up in a 34-31 game. Before you go any further, I just got to shout this out, Ray Ray, uh, because you didn't talk about this game. And I'm not going to talk about it really. I mean, it was uh, FSU, or excuse me, Florida and uh, LSU. But... The uh, <laughs> Jaden Daniels for LSU, right? Their quarterback, man, he had 372 passing yards, 234 rushing yards. That's most by an LSU quarterback ever. Five rushing touchdowns, and he was responsible for 606 total yards offense. That's an SEC record. Um, I guess we got to say it, man. Drafted. What'd y'all say? You said that you said UGA put up 611 as a team. Yeah, and he put up how much as an individual? 606. So, you know, they beat the yeah. brakes off of Florida. But I just I had to shout that dude's performance out, man. And uh, I don't know how you did this week. I had uh, I'll quickly run through these. I had number three taking on number 10, Penn State. I picked Michigan, or excuse me, number three, Michigan. I picked them to beat Penn State. They did 24 15. I picked, uh, we had number eight, Bama, taking on Kentucky. I had an upset. I was wrong. And the uh, the final score was that, Bama winning 49-21. Number 21, Arizona, taking on Colorado. I picked Arizona. I was right, 34-31. Then we rolled into Miami versus number four, FSU. I picked FSU. They did win, 27-20. Number 18, Utah, taking on number five, Washington. As you already said, Washington won that one. Tennessee, Missouri, I picked Missouri, Missouri won. UGA, I picked them to beat Ole Miss. I did pick Florida to upset LSU. I was wrong. Again, Jaden Daniels just went to town on them, and they ended up uh, winning that one 52-35. And then I had North Carolina beating Duke, even if it wasn't overtime. Picked that one correctly. And I had Oregon beating USC. Got that one correctly. I went 8-2, and two, so not a bad week. Like I said, I'm better at college football, it seems to be, than the NFL. Yeah, we've been, we've been pretty high when it comes to college football. We have, we have, we should have been betting this year. Yeah, I know. We would have been able to afford a few things that we did on college football. We'd be broke if we bet on pro. Oh, 100%. So, you got anything to say about any of those games? <laughs> oh, of course. So, I think you guys were solid, <laughs> solid, solid you on done, these picks. You done messed up asking me. <laughs> yeah, you done messed up. Now, I just want to talk about John over here. He had Kentucky beating Bama. I did. What's wrong with this man? Hey man, you gotta have an upset. Not hey, a, you gotta we, have an upset. It's the we yeah we're late in the season. Sometimes you just gotta throw that wild hair out there. I couldn't throw that wild hair anywhere. And then Bama uh, was rough at the beginning of the year, though. Here's the thing: and Kentucky was a monster. Kentucky has yeah, shown just, Kentucky has shown issues, yeah. and so has Bama shown yeah. issues throughout the season. And, and but I just thought maybe Kentucky can get together. I thought it was gonna be a close game, but hey. And then uh, Florida versus LSU. That was crazy game. Yeah. So. 
that I, I can't fault you on that one. But eight and two, not a bad week. I'll give it to you. Not a bad week. Well, John, I'm sure you heard about this one, Silva. I'm sure you did too. But uh, Jimbo Fisher would end up getting fired by Texas A&M. You know how much his payout is? Uh, it's a lot to like uh, 20, 30 or twenty thirty one or seventy six like million dollars is how much Whew. Jimbo Fisher will be paid. So even though he might have took losses, he is still in fact winning. He will be paid out into the beginning of the thirties, into the twenty thirties. I do know that this first year he'll get about fourteen million, and then every three or four years he'll get about seven point six until paid in full. Feel bad for all those parents for those kids going to Texas A and M because you know tuition is about to go through the roof. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's going to be paying for it. I wonder what he's going to do with that plaque that Texas A&M gave him that had uh, Texas A&M college football champions 20, and then it had like a blank space for them to add the year when he won the national championship with Texas A&M. I wonder if he's like hanging that plaque up in his office. Yeah, probably. He's probably scratching in this year as he's just won. He did just win. Like they lost, but... He's he's getting paid to do nothing. It's the biggest. Just so you know, the deficit it's like a fifty million dollar difference now between uh him and the next dude below him on payouts on buyouts. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I think he's on there twice too. When I looked at it, I think he's in the top ten twice, which is pretty funny. I ain't mad at him. No, I yeah, bet I mean, you he shoot, finds whatever. another home. He probably will, but it won't be in a power. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be wherever he buys it at with that money. All right. So rolling into this coming week, I'm going to go ahead and start off from the top. And again, disclaimer, I'm not using ESPN's. We ran computer analysis to determine who is ranked. Uh, that is also how they rank it. I read into it. It's a computer algorithm that decides they're 1 through 25. I'm going off of the AP rankings. Okay, so these are actual people making these choices. They have feelings. Everyone, yeah, that's right. They they have logic to things. They realize that when you are the champion, you stay number one until you get beat or you just look terrible all year and you've only won by field goals. Makes sense. So number one, UGA will travel into enemy territory and take on number 21, Tennessee. Both teams took place in blowout games, but both teams are also on the opposite side of those blowouts. UGA mm. coming off a high, Tennessee coming off depression. Tennessee will look to try to bounce back and take a stab at UGA and blemish a perfect record. But honestly, this team has nothing to play for anymore in their season other than to spoil Georgia. Whereas Georgia has everything to lose, as we've talked about before, when you get this deep into the season, you can't afford to lose to somebody that high in the rankings or you're just going to be out of the dance. So I do think we're at a point, though, where playbooks are just about wide open. There's not much more hidden. There's probably a good four to five plays still there. There's not much tape that could be different at this point. And what I'm getting with that is that Georgia will come in and win this game. I think they'll blow out again another 21-point difference. I think we're just at that point in the season where it's just time to open up. We can't afford a loss. I get UGA winning this one easily as well. All right. Silver. I'm also going to go with UGA on this. I'm uh, not a huge Bulldogs fan, but uh, it, they do call it the Bulldog Eagles or the Eagle Bulldogs. So. Steagles. The Steagles. The Steagles. There we go. No, they're not called the Steagles. The Eagles. The Philly Dogs. There it is. Philly Dogs. So, yep, I got UGA winning it. Yeah, you got to support them. That's where your boys come from. (laughs) Direct pipeline. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, number 16, Utah will face number 19, Arizona. And, again, that is the current AP poll on the teams. Not if you look up ESPN. 
But if you do look on ESPN, just so you two know, Utah is 22 and Arizona is 17. I mentioned that because that just shows how that algorithm plays versus to how the AP votes. So I don't have much to say on this game, except Arizona has, has been on a good winning streak. When's the last time they lost against USC? And even though that was a close game. And then both teams are 7-3, and three, but Arizona is playing at home. Arizona is favored by just one point. Wow. But, it, but again, I, I mean... I just have to, I can't pull for Utah, as the alumni keep telling me. They're just a great tragedy, and there's not much going. So I've been riding on this Arizona train. I'm not hopping off. I'm going to ride with them for the rest of the season. Arizona's going to win this one for me. What uh, What's, what's that alumni's name again? Uh, I keep, it's all confidential for everybody. I don't mention <laughs> the names unless they want to be mentioned. <laughs> well, shout out to them, because I know who they are. So shout out to them. Even though uh, they definitely insulted the podcast the other day, um, I don't I hold it against them. You. <laughs> what do you mean? You're on the show too. <laughs> oh well, now now I'm really feeling some sort of way about it. But um, I got Arizona winning it too. Arizona's hot right now, and Utah is struggling mm-hmm. with quarterback injuries. So Arizona, no pun intended, on being hot. I guess it's a clean sweep for Arizona because I too have Arizona for this. Mm. Moving on, number five, Washington will take on number 10, Oregon State. Ultimately, this game comes down to what defense wants to show up for Oregon State as they face two heavily passed offenses to this point, and they got creamed by one, which is Washington State, where they hung 400 yards on them. But on the other end, you have Colorado with Sanders, and they kept him to just six yards in attempt. So Michael Penix Jr. of Washington, he is a very confident in his ability. He's not easily shaken. So overall, it's just really going to come down to does Michael want to come in and sling that rock and play well, and does Oregon State want to roll over and just get messed up? To me, Washington is going to be this year's Cinderella team. They're going to be the one that somehow makes it into the dance. They're going to be the Cincinnati team. They're going to be the the uh, TCU team. They're going to come in and say howdy, fellas, and be out just as fast. But they're going to make it, by golly. They're going to take that ticket. So... With this, I have Washington winning yet again. Again, I think Washington, I mean, I feel bad for them because they are one of uh, the, I think, only five teams to not have a loss that are in the top 25 that I've seen. And they're sitting number five. So, obviously, we're going to see Ohio State or Michigan is going to take a loss, right? They're obviously going to take a loss. The other ones could arguably not take a loss, so... I think Michigan or excuse me, Washington understands you take a loss now, it's game over. So I yeah, think they're yeah, gonna maybe. win. Yep. I think they're gonna win and I think they gotta win. So I got Washington winning and Oregon State. So I'm also a huge fan of uh Penix, I think his name is. I s- Whoa, easy, easy. Penix. Penix. Potato potato. Either way. <laughs> uh I'm a huge fan of him. I love the way he slings the ball. And honestly, watching him, I always take the over on his passing yards. This man can sling it. I've only been wrong once. I'm not going to be wrong this time. Washington takes this. Out of how many times, though? That's what I got to know. Every week. Four times. Okay, so you're three for four. Okay, that's not not bad. We'll take this. We take it. All right, so just for having a fourth game to talk about for me that's uh, in the top 25, I'm going to go back to ESPN's power rankings just because K-State is ranked number 21 on there, 23 on the AP poll, and Kansas is 25 but unranked on the top 25 AP poll. 
K-State is tied for second place in the Big 12, where as Texas hangs on to the number one spot with just one win ahead, the only issue they're going to run in here is that K-State needs Texas to take two losses because in one of K-State's two losses, it did come from Texas. So I do think it's just interesting to see how this will play out. Will Texas fumble? Will Ewers be able to hold on and let Texas at least win in uh in the Big 12 before they leave it and come join the SEC where they'll never see another title again, or at least <laughs> not for a while? <laughs> So overall, I do think that K-State will win, and part of it might be because of the fact that they have a 27-4 record against Kansas, and right now they're on a 14-game win streak, so I don't see why it won't just be a 15-game win streak. Well, this one was a tough one for me. I do have this one on my notes, Um, and I'll be honest with you. Here's how I picked this one. The home team wins it, so I'm going with Kansas to win this one. Okay, so we're going to break the streak. Yeah. Fair, fair. Very hey, nice. It's got it's got to happen eventually. It is going to have to happen, except I'm going to go with Kansas State on this one. Yeah, that's a good pick because it's not this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, I got nothing else other than uh, I would watch Clemson in, in North Carolina just for the fact that I don't have much on that one, but I know how Clemson, you know, when you get those interstate or those, those twin state, whatever, because Clemson is in South Carolina, isn't it? Clemson is in South Carolina. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So you're gonna ha- you're gonna have that little rivalry going on of what Carolina's better, and I don't think a six and four Clemson's just gonna roll over to that kind of rivalry game. So. Who wins? The fans. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the correct answer is Clemson. I'm say North that's Carolina. No way, Clemson upset alert this week. Uh oh, sound the alarm. Whoop, 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 whoop. Sound the alarm. <laughs> okay. I'll hop on Clemson, too. There we go. What are we doing here? What are we Uh, doing here? Oh, whoa. That's Silva's saying. What are we doing here? And, oh, my God. (laughs) I got got nothing else in the college world. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, that pretty much wraps up our recap this week, then, uh, and and our talking points, man. We've uh, been running our suck for a good minute now, so... Let's go ahead and uh, kick it to the old facts of the week. Ray Ray, what is your fact of the week for me? So I mentioned it earlier uh, with the Mac Jones one. I I burnt it early, but it had to do with what was going on. So Tom Brady, when he played in Gillette, I believe it was 89 wins and 13 losses in Gillette Stadium, whereas Mac Jones needs i said 81 more wins in a row i don't remember the mac jones numbers i don't have them wrote down so whatever that difference is it's 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 abysmal either way just imagine being my my fact is that this man won 89 games at home and only had 13 losses so if you bought a new england patriots ticket while he was there a good chance was you got to watch your team win (laughs) yeah i was thinking about that exact thing earlier my my boy's a uh, patriots fan so while uh I think Silva's going to try to find a stat while he's looking for one. I'm going to go ahead and drop this one for y'all gentlemen. So, you know, I got to talk about CJ Stroud because I am all on the train. I mean, I'm all about it. This dude's killing it. CJ Stroud, I know. CJ Stroud is currently leading the league in uh, passing yards with 291.8 yards per game, and that's through nine games. They've already had their bye. The last time a rookie led the NFL in passing yards – I'll tell you the rookie's name. Y'all tell me if y'all could throw out a year. 
His name was uh, Davey O'Brien with uh, – I won't even tell you the yards yet. When? 67. What you got? 72. All right. Well, uh, let me let me tell you all this. He, uh, he led the league with passing yards per game as a rookie – with a hundred and twenty point four, care to uh, care to think about it again? Nineteen twenty, forty seven. In between both of y'all, nineteen thirty nine. Nineteen thirty nine is the last time a rookie has led the NFL in passing yards per game. So, this man is definitely up there and competing with hey, top what, five quarterbacks so, right now. What year did Silva originally say? 1920? No, no, no. Originally, the first time. 1970-something? If you said 77, that's crazy. That's when he died. So he definitely <laughs> didn't lead it that year. <laughs> <laughs> he could have led it in 72, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, Silva, did, uh, did you get us a fact of the week, man? So you guys know I was riding high on Broncos defense. So the Broncos kicked the sixth no game-winning field goal as time expired in regulation this week. That's the most in a single week in NFL history. I guess I guess the Riders did really uh, have some. I knew I knew it was a lot. Like I kept reading, I was like, man, I don't ever remember this many uh, field goal That's kicks. Wild. But I didn't know that. That's nuts. It's been a weird. It's been a weird NFL year. Well, they had to they had to change the script up since Tom Brady's out. They don't know who else to have win it now, so they're trying to figure something out. But I applaud him, man. Keep me on my toes with your script. Well, uh, who was. Guaranteed to make it to the Super Bowl more than Steph Curry making a three. Yeah, you know that he was excited when uh, when he opened up his rookie contract and he opened up the script for his career and he was like, "Really? This is what y'all gonna do for me?" That English paper. That dude won the lottery when he was a rookie and got his career script. (laughs) So real quick with uh, my man uh, C.J. Stroud, what college did he go to? Ohio State. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. There has been going word going around that Ohio State hasn't really had a successful quarterback in the NFL until That's now. That's um, they have, I can think all the way back to Troy Smith, off the top of my head, without even really trying, to Troy Smith. And I think he went and joined the NFL, I want to say, in like 2010. And That's so, uh, yeah, and they've not had a successful quarterback. Justin Fields is probably their best product they've put out in a very long mm-hmm. time. And he's having a rough time. Exactly. Yeah, because you asked Joe Burrow. He said he went to school there, but he played football at LSU. <laughs> he knew better. You not see that conference? Post press conference? Yeah, they asked him. They said, uh, Ohio State claims you. What do you say? And he said, I like to tell people I went to school at Ohio State, but I played football at LSU. <laughs> God, they got him. Oh, that's well, fair. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Silva, you got any shout outs this week? Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to shout out my family back in uh, Portugal. I'll be seeing you guys in another 10-hour flight. (laughs) Uh, want to shout out my family in New Jersey. They will definitely be tuning in. And let's give a shout out to uh, Jonathan over here and this podcast for letting me be a guest. Oh, and got to shout out the wife. Because uh, let's be real here, if I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her uh, allowing me to come out here. Because she's got me by the you-know-what. So Shout out, wife. <laughs> what about you, Ray Ray? Any shout outs this week? 
Huh? Well, I want to shout Silva. Thanks for being on here with us. You definitely yes, added sir. on to it. Very fun to talk with and and laugh with. And then I'm also going to shout out the uh, Cobb Aquatic Center for never making me pay. I don't know if I'm supposed to. I just walk in. I don't say anything, and I just go change out and go <laughs> swim. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a good shout out. I know, oh yeah, I appreciate those kids not caying at all. It's for anybody like 16 and 17-year-olds. <laughs> I walk in the front door. I never look to the right. I go straight to the left and change out and get in the pool, and they don't say anything. So shout out to those kids for letting me save some money. Oh, my God. Shout out to those kids. Well, uh, yeah, I want to give a shout out um, because I don't know. Next time we do the show, the date may have already passed because – I don't know if we're going to do a show next week or not, being that it is Thanksgiving. We'll just kind of see how everything falls. But uh, I want to give a shout-out to my wife. And uh, we will have been dating on the 28th of November for uh, 12 years. So we've been married for almost six. been dating for 12 or been together for 12 years. Uh, been married for almost six years. And uh, I just want to give a shout-out and tell you, you know, thank you. Uh, I'm in the recruiting world now, as everybody knows, and uh, I used the opportunity to to talk about her and how she was supportive. I even spoke to an applicant tonight about it, uh, uh, and you know she's been great, man. She's been supportive. She uh, has told me many times, "You're not getting out," and uh, of course I tell her, "It's my life." You don't tell me how to run my life, and then I say, "But I'll go swear in now, babe." Sorry. And, uh, yeah, I just keep riding the train. But, hey, man, she's been supportive. She's followed me through all of the ups and downs of my career and gave me three beautiful boys. So, thanks, babe. The 12 years have been amazing, and I'm looking forward to uh, 12 more. And uh, hopefully hopefully, I won't make uh, any put any more weight on because she is a phenomenal cook. So, the rate we're going, 12 more years, I may be on BCP for the Marine Corps. So, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I got to retire before that day happens. Thank God I retire in 11 years. So yeah, shout out to my wife. I, I look forward to uh, to spending a lot more time and a lot more years with you. Thanks, babe. Well, gentlemen, well, I, I I do have one more because we Uh-oh. didn't shout it out last week. We might have shouted out the Marine Corps birthday last week, but what we did fail to do is shout out oh. all the veterans for Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. That we did forget to do that. So to all those that came before us and paved the path for us and are listening. Thank you. And aren't thank listening. You. Thank you for paving that path. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Hundred percent. Yep. Wow, I can't believe we forgot that, man. We were so excited hey, about our birthday. I don't think they blame us because I'm sure they know that we just we get blinded by that. And then if you, immediate. yeah, the if hang, you, our hangover day is Veterans Day. I mean, what what are if, we expected yeah. to do? If you have been in the military, you know how Marines are. I mean, the, the my Facebook yeah. gets flooded right after Halloween. Brace yourself. Here come the here come the Marine Corps birthday memes. You know, I mean, it's left and right. I love it though. I love every second of it. I think them, so. I myself posted like ten of them. I didn't, but I laughed at every one of them and was like, "Ha ha, yes." <laughs> Man, so. other, other than that, I don't have any. I can't tell you though that uh, with a with bucked up, everything on the store is like fifty percent off right now. So what? Yeah, you yeah, gotta so get I'm in on it. You gotta get in on it now because uh, it's a limited time thing. I think it's only to like the seventeenth or the twentieth or something. It's not much yeah, longer it's like here soon. Yep. Yeah. So, well, uh, I'm gonna take this opportunity, man. We talked about it last episode. We started it, and it's and it's going phenomenal. We're getting more and more views. 
we did some upgrades to the website. Uh, the website late t- uh, dash two t o dash uh, work geez dash sports dot com right late to work sports dot com. Go check them out. That's our website. We have a members website or a members site now that you can kind of join. You can comment on posts. We're writing sports articles. We got a group of about six people that are writing articles. There, some of them are long reads. Some of them are one or two minute reads. The great part is on the website, it tells you how long the read is. It tells you who the author is. And each author has their own profile. So you can actually click and go see who they are. Uh, what they put on there is what they put on there. But, I mean, you can go check it out. Like, for instance, mine tells me my favorite sports and my favorite sports teams. I know my boy Silva. He's dropping uh, his bets each week, his top three bets. And... Uh, so, I mean, he's only done it once, but two out of three is not bad. So, you know, if you're betting, uh, if you bet a hundred bucks on every one of them, you're going to walk away with extra money in your pocket. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been pretty good, man. Definitely check us out. Please share it. If you like an article, send it to somebody, sign up. We also got a way for you to subscribe and we're going to send out new letter- newsletters that are going to kind of help you, uh, get in there. Newsletters that are going to give exclusive giveaways, Sign jerseys, free jerseys, free late to work gear, Amazon gift cards. There's a lot of different stuff in the works, right? So please, hey, share it with your friends. Get as many people because the more people we get involved, the bigger the prizes will become. So, but yeah, we're definitely on there, man. Check our articles out. And if you're interested in helping write or even do anything like that, please let us know. There's a form you can fill out on the show. There's ways for you to message us. Let us know. So, uh, like I said, Silva's doing it. Ray Ray's going to jump in. Tyler's doing a pretty awesome uh he's gonna kill me when he hears this but i'm able to see what everybody's writing so i snuck a little peek and uh it is but it's pretty in depth man i was like wow this dude put some work into it i like it so you know different articles different depth so uh check us out man but and then check that booked up our promo codes in the bottom of uh the discord prof or the the profile for this check uh check out savage barbell and uh yeah man check out our website just check us out we, we're all about it we want to do local shout outs if you want to get shouted out if you got a local business wants to get shouted out if you want to have somebody's name birthday whatever shouted out and locked into you know history in the archives forever please let us know i'm all about it well gentlemen silver no save rounds yes sir no save rounds no brass no trash live rounds. ammunition all that stuff i uh i want to appreciate or i want to Take the time to thank you. I mean, I guess I can appreciate you, whatever. But I, I want to thank you, Silva, for coming on to the show, man. Uh, it's been fun. We're always going at each other in the office and talking trash. And I mean, we argued like 20 minutes about sports today. And Presley would jump in. I just had to yell at Presley every time because I swear Presley takes Silva's side. And I'm like, shut up. But, hey, it was a good time, man. I, I definitely appreciate you coming in and doing the show with us. Uh I hope all your family likes hearing you. We definitely want to have you on the show more often. So, thank you. Of course. Hey, I'm in the area. If you guys want to have me on more, Jonathan, you have my number. You call me every <laughs> day. Me we talk about work. Yeah. We talk about sports. We talk every day. So, honestly, I love doing things like this. I, I'm a talker. I'm a people person. Uh, he likes to think I have zero knowledge on sports. He thinks I'm a bandwagon for the Eagles. Hey, fly, Eagles, fly. That's all I got to say. He didn't deny it, and now that's forever here. So, <laughs> well, uh, well, I don't Ray know Ray, about you. 
it, it might be late to work for you, but for me, the show has become late at work for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ray, right, Ray. Right. Me moving out I'm to the ready West Coast. Has, you are. Me moving out to the West Coast has made it late to bed for you. So, uh, 5 a.m. with a 5.30 wake up to go roll, baby. Ugh, well, enjoy that. Well, uh, hey, so again, check us all out. You know, share us with your friends. We appreciate every little bit of support we get. And, uh, yeah, hey, with that, right, I'm John. He's Ray Ray. That's Silva. And, uh, hey, we're late to work sports, and we're out. See ya.